0: That's gonna be.
1: You're on DVD streaming. you are doing on Blu-ray.
0: I'm on DVD. That's one of my points. Is I it was one of the first DVDs. It was the first DVD I bought.
1: You don't have a different format. You just only have the DVD.
0: That's. Uh, you're sticking yeah. with the OG. All right. The OG DVD. Okay. I mean, no I like streaming that. and. Yeah, it was the first, because DVDs came out what 99. I want to <laughs> say like like The Matrix and Episode One were. That sounds right. So it was.
1: Cause I remember that time that was when you can like skip through chapters rather than like VCR and and get through the previews and stuff faster.
0: Yeah. So that was, that's the format that I have it on. So to queue up, I know a lot of people have abandoned the DVD player. I'm a big fan of, maybe I just like seeing it on the shelf and I'm a big fan of physical media sitting there. Like it's a book.
1: Hey, be honest with me, be honest with me and people listening as we are pre-recording right now, how many DVDs do you own? How many physical copy DVDs take out the room and your shelf at your house? If
0: you do, you want a very specific number? Do you want me to guess? Because I have this. I have a inventory. i of course I would I have so, an inventory on my computer. I could tell you. I would say 150.
1: Uh, that's okay. That's it's, not just not crazy. Not crazy. So like I, i a a similar But to it's that.
0: a freaking powerhouse of a 150. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's all my favorite movies, so I'm going to say that. But
1: are there any? It. Is there anything on that list that you would like? never consider getting rid of in case Jessica's like, we need to make room. <laughs> we, we got to start a family in a couple of years. We need rooms for books, right? I'm not getting DVDs. to, I'm
0: getting to the point where not that she wouldn't be supportive, of not it. just having DVDs, but trying to get criterion collections mm. for certain things. So I don't have any yet, but they're on my Christmas list and I have not gotten to celebrate Christmas with my family, my side of the family yet because of COVID and it's lovely gifts to us. So,
1: um, this podcast is brought to you by Mitcher's Single Barrel Straight Rye Kentucky Whiskey.
0: Oh, so good.
1: Oh, wow. So good. Last time you we were here, we had uh, Woodford Reserve. Thanks to you. I think so. You're, you're stepping up the game here.
0: I, hey, if I'm going to be on, I'm bringing my A game. But uh, movies I would never get rid of.
1: Like for me, like my collection is really small now compared to yours. It's behind that banner. You can't see everything, but okay. it's just like one row of DVDs now rather than like a hundred for they used to have like you. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I would never, I would probably never get rid of the Star Wars series uh, right. in, in case the inevitable day that I get rid of Disney plus, which I don't see for seeing anytime soon. things of like Mandalorian and other things that are out. Right. But um,
0: also, hashtag children.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes that's too they, <laughs> hashtag they fatherhood. they they took room. oh i yeah i had a lot of room and then i had a giant bookshelf that was like a zigzag wooden hand-built thing yeah it was really pretty and then yeah when i moved into my wife's house uh i had to get rid of it so Ooh. i know it's okay you know because uh i think i i spoke truth to myself on what priority is and it sure. is not physical dvds um but I, she did allow me to keep my seven lightsabers behind you as well. Right. So that's, you know, trade-off, I so guess, got, you, know, you want to call you it. Know,
0: I've got Lord of the Rings extended editions with, yeah. you know, four discs per film, so 12 discs total. Probably wouldn't get rid of those. I mean, some of these things are Blu-ray special editions, Godfather 1 and 2. Ooh. So I, I would put up a fight for some of them. Now, do I own stuff like 13 going on 30? I do. I do own that.
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Was that was that pre-wife or post-wife? That was (laughs) pre-wife. You got thirteen, going on thirty
0: pre-wife. We all had that Jennifer Garner stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I still have the Jennifer Garner stage. She's great. There
0: you go. Still there. She's a great human being. She does a. I'm not a cooking show, but I'm on a cooking show. Uh Cooking show. Okay. I don't know. My wife watches it. Anyway, (laughs) you watch it. My point is, I have stuff like that that I would. I would probably part with if I had to.
1: Well, we're not going to part anytime soon with Gladiator, which is the topic of today's uh, uh, episode. If you haven't been able to tell from the title as you are streaming and downloading this, we have Nate Emery in the house of the Horror Group in Greenville, South Carolina, A good friend of mine, and he's back after doing episodes. Uh, let's see, the last one you were with, was it Johnny Tsunami? I want to
0: say Johnny Tsunami, with the wife.
1: <laughs> with the wife, but... Uh, which I, you know, I joke with my other friends and my other co-hosts on this podcast, uh, and Lindsay, that it is still, and I love Justin, you, I, it is still the worst movie ever seen. <laughs> I knew it's you were so say that. long. Yeah. And it doesn't make a lot of sense halfway through. Of like, what is he even doing? Really so. enjoy
0: it. Not going to get back into it again. But Andrew, thank you for having me back on the show.
1: Absolutely. And then you were here for like an for for an Oscars episode where you are just. I mean, I brain picked you for days on your nominations and stuff like that, and it right. was just miraculous. On the you knew what the last thirty. Yeah. Oscar winner best pictures. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's insane. And then obviously so, you had been Patat doing um uh, Remember the Titans. You Remember the so. Titans
0: and I think Jax and I were on for D two. Oh Money yes.
1: D two. Yeah. So oh, did we do D three?
0: Not that I'm aware of. No. I didn't do D 3
1: You know I because I think at the time last year when you were on for D two, D three had not released from HBO yet to Disney Plus. I think it is now on Disney Plus. So we can probably get that arranged. So Jackson is supposed to be here as well, Jackson Herlong. However, he uh, he's being safe and he is being responsible, much like you are. Hopefully, if you are exposed to someone or you think you're exposed, if you've been to a big event, please mask up. Take care not just yourself, but take care of those around you. Um, it is not a hoax. It is a real thing. It is not fun having. I had a couple of months ago myself, and I can tell you not having a sense of taste and smell was the least of my problems aside from having a week full of fevers and fatigue. It is not fun. This is not a political message. Please don't turn me off because I'm just saying what I had. But please, again, take care of the people around you, more importantly. It's a good word. Now, Gladiator. I had not seen Gladiator until you asked me to watch Gladiator. Ever? True story. My best friend in high school, (laughs) Quebec Gutierrez, in Costa Rica, this is his favorite movie growing up, and he had asked me and told me about it for so long. I am now the age of 36, almost 37. I had not seen this Full the way through until a uh, couple weeks ago.
0: I'm 10 times more excited about this discussion than I was already excited about. And the fact
1: that we were joking about you owning it and watching a DVD does not touch the fact that I had to watch it on YouTube TV. Thank God they have Video On Demand. So I had to watch a three-hour length with commercials censored version of Gladiator, because <laughs> when I went to IMDb just to look at the ratings and stuff, I was like, "Oh yeah, of course it's rated R. Oh, of course it's severe gore and and right. blood. Oh, not right. for me though." So
0: I would call it a mild R. Now I might I compared might be, to now, I'm, I might be desensitized. Well, I mean, not to two thousand standards. It's really just about the the violence. So I might yeah I might be desensitized to that, but it's it's a mild rating well
1: anyway the, well, this, the, uh, this has
0: been a top 10 movie for me top
1: 10 for wow. better
0: than half of my life wow so,
1: top 10 yeah That's, there's gonna be some passion. You, didn't even, you didn't even blink at that
0: no there's, there's some passion behind this
1: all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Nate some hot topic questions. Nate's going to have to go back and forth with me on what he thinks on these questions. And then we're going to break down some statements. I and mean, when he's going to buy or sell those statements, we'll get into that in a second. But again, uh, let's give a shout out to our friend Horro Citian or Haro Sexian, depending on how you see him <laughs> in his Har- Arminian greatness with the Horror Group in Greenville, South Carolina. If you're looking for a home to, to buy or sell, check out the Horror Group on uh, Greenville, South Carolina. All right, hot topic number one in Gladiator. Is there always someone left to fight, according to Maximus?
0: I think that I think that's the idea. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, Marcus Aurelius is is reminiscing on his what his rem, or what his reputation is going to have been mm-hmm. as the emperor, and he says, "Well, I be known as this, this, and this," and says, "You know, there's always I, I just I fought people. I fought this, person, and this honor. person, this person, sure. And even though we we just had this victory, they're just coming off of. There's always going to be somebody else." So I think that's their that's their philosophy. At least that's his.
1: So it's because it's a Russell Crowe movie, I absolutely do believe, yes, there's always someone else to fight because like South Park pointed out, Russell Crowe <laughs> likes to fight. Yeah, Right? Does. He likes to just fight people for the hell of it. Yeah. Uh fun fact, you would probably know this. Russell Crowe was originally intended and uh, given the role of Wolverine until he turned it down for the X-Men movies of Brian I've heard
0: that. And that I've I'm glad that
1: he did. And he turned it down because he didn't feel right for the part. And instead, he recommended a good friend of his, an up-and-coming actor, who ended up being... Hughes Jackman. Yep, exactly. Hughes Jackman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 21 years later, still uh, the best and only Wolverine out there. Can't see MCU replacing him anytime soon.
0: I don't know if this is coming up, but I feel like like Russell Crowe's uh, reputation has gone downhill. Maybe it's just him aging and him making some... Poor acting choices but like yeah. this this stretch that he's in when gladiator comes out is like he goes this was from peak. oscar nomination yeah. to oscar nomination to oscar nomination that's his peak form he wins the oscar for gladiator he is a plus you know line actor at that point and then somehow by 2012 he was singing poorly in a les mis adaptation and everyone kind of made made fun of him and now he's just kind of yeah, he's Russell Crowe. He's I fine.
1: think for me, the last Russell Crowe movie I saw was American Gangster. That was 2007. seven. Seven, yeah. Now, I've heard good things about Les Mis. I've heard mixed things. Uh, and you know what? I'll take the back. Man of Steel. I forgot that he was Jarrell in that.
0: Okay. He uh, it for five minutes.
1: Didn't see Noah. I heard The Nice nope. Guys is funny.
0: I did too. Didn't see it.
1: Okay. Uh, it seems like he's got Unhinged. I don't know anything about that.
0: That was, yeah.
1: Seems like three upcoming projects American Sun, ARC, the animated series, and Georgetown Project. But yeah, I think I think also his reputation behind the scenes got a little bad, right? Didn't he have a controversial recorded message where he like was beating somebody with a phone? Like he's got a lot of anger issues, I think. I think
0: so. And that, yeah, that did not go well for
1: him. Which answers our first question. Is there someone left to fight? In Russell's Crowe case, <laughs> yes, there, <laughs> there is always is. someone left to fight. Sure. Number two. Is sleeping with a knife wise? So, in, 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 in early in the scene, <laughs> yeah. he's at the camp, and uh, I think someone comes up to, to uh, alarm him that uh, Marcus realizes has died and yeah. immediately pulls yeah. out a knife from and under his pillow. In his face. Yeah, and he's about to slice his throat if he didn't just like hesitate for a half second. Yeah. Do you sleep with a knife? I don't. Okay. I'm
0: going to be honest, I don't. Good. And uh, is it wise? Maybe. <laughs> maybe depends if you move a lot when you sleep probably i mean self impalement maybe not maybe not your thing
1: i'm i'm an adjuster i like i'm an adjuster kicker arounder. I definitely put my arm under my pillow to kind of give it extra support as I lay on my stomach sometimes or in my side so sleeping with a knife is not an option for me for right, sure
0: right uh, i would i would pass and uh, i see his i see what he's doing i trust him
1: oh yeah i mean yeah he knows what he's doing right He'd do it every once how did maximus not injure himself in his escape in what way so he was captured by um colonists group yeah. after the murder of his father yeah so
0: well i mean he does get he gets a cut that he gets so a little
1: bit yeah but like considering what he had to fight through it's like very minimal like yeah. what he took he's a
0: trained professional yeah but yeah i mean he's He's wiped out after that mm-hmm. and that I mean that might get to a another topic of how he how long he was on that horse riding from wherever they were, Germania uh, defeating that that barbaric tribe to wherever his home is, Spain because he's a Spaniard He's right? a Spaniard yeah like how what what is the period of time in between this and that? but I mean he's worn out enough that the horse dies and he's i mean hanging on by a thread to the point that he just faints and gets happens to get picked up by a slave trader
1: the fact that they kept calling him this Spaniard over and over bothered the shit out of me <laughs> because it, it reminded me of like that once upon a time in hollywood where ooh love it you know don't get me wrong like the 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 the, the white caucasian actor was blended into every uh ethnicity out there Yep. And could get away with it. Right. So but like in reality Russell Crowe, according to his IMDB, is English, Irish, Scottish, Norwegian, Swedish, uh, Italian, and Mori.
0: All the things. I think he's from Australia.
1: <laughs> he was born in New Zealand and then raised in Australia, there which is go. why he has that accent. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. That was not an Australia. That was more like a Gimli accent. I even,
0: even trying it. Anyway, nope. I feel like he he was he was wounded but could have been more wounded.
1: But again, My- Spaniard yeah spaniard he doesn't even look spanish
0: i just you gotta suspend disbelief a suspend
1: bit. a little disbelief i like it um yeah I, here's a here's a good one for you i don't know if you paid this close attention i did because i was bored uh was the slobber necessary over the death of his family oh do you know what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> But again, <laughs> well, I've seen Look, this movie. <laughs> Let me remind the audience many, again: many times, you admitted you watched this on DVD, even on DVD quality level, <laughs> not Blu-ray, in- <laughs> no high-def, no 4K, no streaming. You watched <laughs> this on plain DVD technology, and you also saw the part where he's crying over the death of his family. He's, I think, he's got like one of their feet, right, like in his mouth, yeah. like oh. in his mouth, but like next to him, he's like. <laughs> pulls it away and just that slob oh. yeah you can see it the way you yeah. described
0: it didn't love that but <laughs> I, I think we can give him a pass given what he did again who knows how far he traveled to even get to that point and and how traumatic that was mm-hmm. for him i'm gonna go ahead and give him a pass and just say that that was uh, that probably wasn't scripted like yeah. must must drool here, Asterisk drool here. <laughs> don't think that was the case but uh, you
1: don't know, think like really? Scott was like, "We need drool. We need drool." He
0: might have. I mean, there's some directors. <laughs> I don't know that he's he's one that's like a start and stop and and take take eighteen on every scene. But it wouldn't surprise me if that was in there. It also wouldn't surprise me that Russell Crowe is is now and then a great actor. Oh, absolutely. So I'd maybe just improvised.
1: They they channeled his inner feelings. And they're like, "Look, Russell." In front of you I mean I know this is a mannequin but it's your wife and child they were just burned beaten and hung in front of you and he just immediately slobbers Ridley's like cut there you go that's it yeah that's what I want
0: but again the guy's on the verge of verge of death like just getting there so I think I mean whether that's what he finds or not I think he was just worn out
1: next question can you succeed without winning the crown crowd? So, right, so to me, Gladiator, and all of Roman Gladiator fights, it is ancient wrestling, mm-hmm. basically, right? You got to heel, the bad guy, and you got a baby known as a face the good guy mm-hmm. and the job of the baby face is to win over the crowd to have the crowd on your back cheer with you feed on the energy in the heel it's their job to do the opposite antagonize the crowd annoy them have the energy boo you feel that hate be the bad guy embrace the evil in a sense right so and that's what 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 uh, Maximus is told is if you want to survive, you have to win the crowd. Yeah. Do you believe in winning the crowd?
0: I think in that in this particular example, he's going off of Proximo, who's his yep. owner and, and mentor in a way. His experience. Um, me, I I do not have that much experience in the gladiator realm, and it, it kind of it seems like it depends on on the emperor. I mean, there are, of course, a couple of scenes where uh, Commodus is thumbs up, thumbs down Mm -hmm. on what's going to happen. And it didn't really have anything to do with um, how the crowd feels about it other than, and you could make the point that Commodus is just a puppet in the hands of the crowd and does whatever they want because they're cheering Maximus, Maximus, Maximus. And he doesn't want to go against everybody and put the thumbs down. But I don't think that has anything to do with whether Maximus has necessarily won the crowd or not. Um, I think the people were, I mean, in that scene where he, (laughs) he takes out like six guys in a row. Then this isn't in a but he takes out six guys in a row, throws a sword into the stands, yells at people for cheering for him. And then they're just like, hell yeah, this guy, you know, (laughs) I, I, I think it's, it's more of a situational point. I don't know. I don't know that that's going to hold true all the time, Um, but I think winning the crowd (laughs) looks different, but. He certainly had had it figured out.
1: As someone uh, who, before COVID, did stand up from time to time in Greenville and Charlotte and so on, and performing improv in front of a weekly crowd of anywhere between thirty to sixty people, yeah, you definitely do have the win over the crowd. Otherwise, it is awkward as shit. Yeah, I can't imagine being a gladiator warrior and just going out there and not even winning the crowd. It's like stab, stab, and then it's like dead silent around you. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah, so.
0: I mean, it comes down to whether you're just trying to stay alive or... Because he says, win the crowd, you win your freedom. Like, whatever that yeah. that part looks like. Oh, because they give Ultimately, you a thumbs down, it's over. They
1: boo right. you, so, it I is mean, done. I mean,
0: they could wipe out everybody in the place, and if he thumbs down, <laughs> we'll see ya.
1: My wife makes fun of me for watching wrestling. And, and I'll say this, um, I don't watch wrestling regularly, like I'm a teenager anymore. I do watch it like my friend of the show, PD Bachman, said, I watch wrestling like Catholics go to church and I only do the two big events. So in, 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 in church, it's you go Easter and you go uh, Eve Mass, because Eve Mass. Yeah, sure, sure. So for me, it's like, okay, Royal Rumble, which is in January at the end of the month, and WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, that's all I can really care about. Uh, and, and the thing I like about wrestling is, I don't even watch the physicality anymore. I enjoy the mic work and the mm-hmm. improv behind just the speech, the working the crowd, and the whole baby face and heel thing like there's something about that dynamic that's that's so fun and like just uh playing with the emotions of a crowd you right. know and just feeding off it's it's just it's, it's something it's hard to describe but I totally get it
0: i would love to hear P's um explanation on this then i'd love to hear his opinion of what gladi- gladiators would look like in 2021
1: oh oh well, i'll have him on the show in a couple weeks i'll make sure to ask him that <laughs> Very so good. all right so next one uh did commonists have it coming to him by teasing Maximus? So, uh, when I say that, um, obviously at the end, you know, the good, the, the good guy wins, but, uh, if you remember, he teases him. by saying, yo, your wife, uh, squealed like a whore Ugh. and then your son, you know, uh, cried like a girl, something like that, but he just like straight to his face in front of the crowd. Right, I mean, like, I'm sure only a couple of guards heard him. Right. But do you, do you think he had it coming with that teasing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it reminded me of, you know, a movie that actually came out the same year, The Patriot, which I love.
1: Mm-hmm. That was actually my don't, next recommended... Don't uh,
0: even mm-hmm. tell me you haven't seen The Patriot, and we could make nope, it. Nope, sure okay. have you. Oh,
1: god. That was the next recommended thing on YouTube TV, too, was The Patriot. I bet it was. Yeah.
0: Well, there's a scene in that movie where the, the baddie um, tries to entice the good guy to just go ahead and strike in the moment by saying some really uh, enticing things that are they're that really awful, and I feel I don't know if if Commodus's goal was to get Maximus to lash out in that moment and then get you know crushed by the Centurions or whatever that are standing around, mm-hmm. and, and that was his plan. Um, but in every way, I mean, yeah, the guy had it coming, and I I think in that moment he was just trying to get some kind of reaction to maybe make that happen sooner. And, yeah and for everyone to be able to see, oh, this was clearly the the gladiator that lashed out, so it's okay that I went ahead and cut him off instead of having to take on the Commodus, the Merciful.
1: I think from that point of view too, if you were sitting in the crowd, clearly you can't hear what they're saying. Right. And just the point of view of being in the crowd and all of a sudden you're what did what did uh the nephews call maximus maximus the savior maximus the, the savior of rome the savior of rome so after this point you're in the crowd you're most likely with the mob in that maximus is the quote savior of rome and all of a sudden the savior of rome stabs the leader of rome right in front of your eyes yeah i think i think you know comments didn't really have it coming to him but he definitely knew what he was doing mm-hmm. and maximus being the general that he was definitely played into what he knew what could happen if he took that shot yeah i right. think he's
0: just trying to egg him on to do something that's beyond his his normal rationale and for everyone to see it probably not hear it but everyone to see it and oh it's justified he took maximus out sure
1: hey um number seven why are tigers in the fight
0: because <laughs> it's cool <laughs> it.
1: as some in some
0: cg because it's cool
1: no those are real tigers
0: some of it's CG. I don't know i looking at it. I was reading. Some of it's CG.
1: I'm sure it was, but I, I did read that they kept them all tightly chained and no closer than 15 feet away from Russell Crowe.
0: That's that's probably in Russell Crowe's contract. Yeah. It's good to, he's like, yeah. we need real tigers, all right, now but about the...
1: keep them the fuck away from me. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I would say because it looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool surprise. That was the whole thing is he's he's set up to face off against this legend. And, oh, here's the surprise element is if you get too close. Somehow the tiger's not interested in yeah. Mr. Legend Guy. Very interested in Russell Crowe's demise. Not sure how they trained him in that in that way.
1: They but. kept some underground and didn't even open up to the very yes, end. no. Just yeah. waiting.
0: No, all of them were in the, like a pit underground. Mm-hmm. They were just like, oh, let's wait till he gets back into here. And then whoosh. And tigers. Just,
1: just the, the, the thought of the design of an underground cage pit for a tiger is so interesting to me of like, you know what we need? Need, we need a little trap door.
0: Yeah.
1: Tigers. Build me tigers. I am Commodus Aurelius. Build me tigers.
0: I <laughs> just the people that made the movie. Like, this is a great setup. You know what would make it even better? Mm. Hidden tigers. Yes. Let's get them.
1: Absolutely. It's like in wrestling. I'm bringing up wrestling again. There's a thing called a lumberjack match where you right. put wrestlers outside the ring, and when they step outside, they get beaten up by other wrestlers. But in this case, right. real men tigers. I don't
0: know if there's any historical precedent for that. I just think they thought, oh, this is going to be super cool. Yeah, Let's throw this in here.
1: I I, I hope there isn't any precedent or any factual truth to it. I just hope that this is just straight up, you know what? Really, Scott? Let's put some tigers in here right now. Uh, Number eight, why would would you... Okay, this is a question for Nate Emery. This is not a question on Maximus Aurelius. Oh, not Maximus. This is not a question for uh, Commodus. This is, would... You, Nate Emery, bear Joaquin Phoenix's baby to stay alive. Oh. You will bear an (laughs) heir for me.
0: First of all, creepiest scene. Second of all, I don't know. It's
1: very not creepy that after Game of Thrones has been a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like George R.R. Martin, like, stepped that game up and ruined it for everyone. No, I'm not
0: on the Game of Thrones um, bandwagon, nor am I on the Game of Thrones episode. There you go. And.
1: uh, Good for you.
0: Nate Emery, 21st century male, will have a hard time answering the question in the context of a female and bearing a, an heir to the would throne. You,
1: would you bear Joaquin Phoenix's baby in order to save your own life?
0: I think any way I answer this is
1: going to be
0: scrutinized. I, I'm going to say no. Mm. i going to go no. That's the noblest
1: thing. What? You wouldn't want Joaquin Phoenix's baby in you?
0: Again, those, very very strange question.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's why I'm asking it. But those beautiful eyes, you wouldn't want Joaquin. I'm
0: going, I'm going no. Now outside, yeah, outside of the context of the movie, Joaquin Phoenix is a uh, uh, probably a top five actor of mine. Um,
1: As I show Nate the the glaring sure. eyes of Joaquin Phoenix on my phone, which you can't see at home, those beautiful green eyes staring uh-huh. at you uh-huh. from hit movies like Her. It it walked the line. Ah, hell yeah! Come on now, and Joker, and Lou, and uh, you were never really here. That was apparently the movie. Not a huge fan. Irrational Man. Need
0: need to rewatch it.
1: The immigrant. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep going down the list until you feel like you know what. I would bear his baby in that movie. Ladder forty nine. That made me cry. No.
0: Big big walking phoenix fan. Out on the bearing of children. Wow. Uh, as for Connie Nielsen's character, uh, I'd be interesting to see how that played out if he survived.
1: Wow. Spoiler. I thought you were a 2021 man, Nate, but I guess I was wrong. Trying to be. I guess I was wrong. Uh, last hot topic question. Why would Commodus, this is serious, why would he in the end choose to fight Maximus? even though, yes, he did take a, a dirty advantage, but like why was that even a thing of like, I think I can do this. I think I can beat him and make him suffer in front of a crowd. That's my best Joaquin Phoenix comment.
0: Sure. I mean, I can make a rationale for it. It does seem a little bit foolish after the, after the fact because the dude's, the dude's awesome and uh, I think he wanted to. I mean wanted to show off. Obviously, nobody knew about the wound that he inflicted uh, right before the fight, I think that was probably, by the way, probably poisoned.
1: I don't, oh yeah, I don't it was definitely like, like still to poison. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel
0: like that. Just that puncture was was what took Maximus out. I think it was poisoned. But anyway, I, th- I think he wanted to look strong. He wanted to look like he conquered something, um, and give him the ultimate justification for getting rid of his most hated enemy. And thought, well, oh, if I wound him enough, you know, I mean, he show him at the very beginning training. With swords, it's just he's been absent from all manner of warfare, but he's got the head knowledge and he's got some swordsmanship clearly um, that make him think that he can stand up to a wounded version of this mm-hmm. general and and ultimate gladiator that everybody loves and thinks that by him defeating him that will give him um, that victory, obviously, but then also just justify the whole thing in the front of everybody, and it backfires.
1: <laughs> I crazy. I think. He wanted to have an excuse to wear that fancy white outfit.
0: It's a nice outfit.
1: It's a beautiful outfit. The puffy yeah. shoulders and everything. Very, yeah. very renaissance-y, you know. And he even pulled the dagger out of the forum like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I mean that's that's yeah. ten points right there. I mean you all that you can
0: count on a hidden dagger and something like that.
1: I mean, all he's missing is just doing that like nosedive. Hitting uh, L L button and Y like in Assassin's <laughs> Creed, getting that point of view, right. So, all right, that is hot topics with false start. Now we're gonna go into buy or sell. But first off, also a shout out to Tadaro's Pizza in Greenville, South Carolina. Check it out, Todaro's Pizza, North Markley Street in Greenville, South Carolina, right outside downtown, near Floor Field, our baseball stadium. There, uh, check out Monday nights to get five dollars off any large. It is Wednesday Dollar Slice night, and they have other specials going on through the day. Get the uh, Margarita Pizza, also known as the Bandera Pizza. It is fresh basil on top of a white pizza with lots of garlic on it. You won't Mm. want to kiss your spouse after that, but I promise you it's the best pizza you'll have there. Tadaro's Pizza in Greenville, South Carolina. Now, moving on to buy or sell. I'm going to ask, I'm going to tell Nate a statement. I'll give Nate the pleasure of answering first each time, too. Nate's going to either buy the statement, if he believes in a statement, and provide proof of that statement. Or he's going to sell the statement and provide me evidence of why he doesn't like the statement. (laughs) So, statement number one, buy or sell. Strength and honor is a lazy catchphrase. <laughs> Strength and honor. Strength and
0: honor. Oh, I'm gonna Strength buy. and honor. I'm gonna buy that that's a lazy catchphrase. All right. Does it work in the context of the movie and because the person that's selling it is the most believable? I mean, from the moment that's right at the beginning, right? So mm-hmm. I'm about to talk myself out of my answer. But <laughs> when he, I mean, the movie starts, it opens. I mean, you know who he is, does the wheat thing, yep. whatever. And he walks down that line of soldiers and yep. everyone just kind of tip of the hat. Strikes general, it general, general. And he, he, I mean, you immediately, that's all you need to know mm-hmm. is this dude. It has some type of history where he is immensely respected by all these people. So everything after that, especially in that, that scene by itself, you just buy into yep like the you know a lot of you are gonna die but that's okay um (laughs) (laughs) you know if you find yourself (laughs) i mean he's like if you find yourself in a field alone with sun on your face you're in Elysium and you're probably already dead and he just and he says on on my signal unleash hell and i mean i would follow him you know (laughs) i would follow him anywhere after that so anyway is Strength and Honor on its face a lazy catchphrase? Sure. Yeah. Said by Maximus, that's a sell. Uh-huh. Maximus himself honor, absolutely, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I kind of landed in the middle. I'm still, I'm selling, but.
1: Oh, you're Maxim- selling it now. You're not buying it.
0: I am. I am. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm buying it being lazy. Okay. And said by Maximus, it's. A different
1: story. Yeah. So, so I'm going to sell that for you because of Max. You don't have time to say anything fancy when you're stabbing hundreds of people and fighting tigers and fighting a crazy ruler of Rome. Correct. Absolutely. Strength and honor is just long enough. It's totally fine there. Next buyer sell. No worse way to die than a hug. Oh, the worst. <laughs> I had to re- it's a cringe. I had to rewind that because I was like, wait, I think he's trying to kill him. Yes, he's trying to kill him. Right, I'm
0: trying to remember what it was like the first time I saw that. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you watch it once and then you know it's coming, but like.
1: <laughs> he like smothers him with himself.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I could come up with some other excruciating ways to die, but just, uh-huh. to, just to embrace me and then, oh, too much.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And his ass like hitting him. He's like.
0: <laughs> I'm going to buy where, I mean, and not just the hug, but who it's from. I'm going to buy. Oh, yeah. Buy on worst way. Worst way to die.
1: Uh, well, man. So I'm gonna steal a, a had John. To, Ma- had to bring that up. No, it's okay. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell because I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a John Mulaney joke and uh, uh, you know, as a kid, I thought quicksand would be a lot bigger a problem for me as an adult, <laughs> but apparently not. Uh, I have a similar joke where I say. Uh, as a kid, I watched so many movies and cartoons. I thought I'd be crawling through more air duct vents at my point in age. Yeah. I have not done that yet, but um, yeah. Uh, to, to John Mulaney, yes, quicksand seems more terrible because mm. it's a slow death, and you're getting smothered. And by worse of it, to to quote Hayden Christensen, "I hate sand." You're getting <laughs> smothered and suffocated by sand. It gets everywhere. It does get everywhere. <laughs> I sand and snow in particular. I can't. I can't understand which one I hate worse. I know you're a snow guy. You like snowboarding. You like going hiking in the mountains and stuff like that. You got engaged in the snow. They did. But uh, I'm not a big snow guy. Can't. Mm, no. Because it, it just gets everywhere, and it's it's cold, and it's gross. And in the, in the south, in particular, where we're from, we get snow one day a year. It's like barely covering the dirt. And then your dirty snowman melts in, like, two days <laughs> and becomes part of the curb. So that's why. So, yes, it's worse ways to die than a hug. Uh, buy or sell number three. Maximus' horse that he got after his escape is to blame for not saving his family. Because that horse passed out, and it then he had to go out. run the rest that, of the okay. way. Okay,
0: well, that goes back to my question. Like, how, First of all, how far did he ride? <laughs> first of all, I'm selling. I don't think it's the horse's fault. It's hard to know the timeline of whether mm-hmm. those, like, the ride at dawn and execute him. First of all, why didn't they just kill him there? Like, why? <laughs> why do we need to ride till dawn? I mean, if yeah. you've already killed, if you've already wiped out the emperor and you got control of these people, why don't just take him out? But anyway, hard to know how, how far removed from that attempted execution, his family, I guess it couldn't have been that far. I mean, they're hanging.
1: Ugh. <laughs> You're imagining it again. Ugh.
0: yeah. Still selling, not the horse's fault. And seemed like a long way to ride.
1: It is the horse's fault. <laughs> I buy. Here's why. Have you ever played Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time? Oh, absolutely. Epona never failed me. Epona, my Epona had eight carats meter. <laughs> That's okay. my Epona. I took care of my Epona, made sure if she needed more health, I got those carrots and I yep. paced her properly. Yep. So, yes, I do blame the horse because they're built with eight carat speed. So, as long as you take care of them,
0: I don't think he had access to that carrot
1: it this this came out in, in the year 2000 yeah. N- Nintendo 64 came out in 1996 yes he had access to that carrot <laughs> that is why the horse Ocarina is to blame was
0: 98
1: well yeah so, 2 years yeah. all right there so, you go should have had the technology exactly to the horse should have words. had something to look up to it needs heroes <laughs> it needs a role model all right buyer sale number 4 they mention that the games as they call it uh, is 150 days so the statement here 150 days of games in Rome is better than 182 games of baseball. By 150 myself. day of gladiator games is better than 182 days of baseball.
0: 182 games. 182 games
1: of baseball. I think it's 162 games. We'll go with 162. If it's 162, way, you can. Yeah. Real close. All right. Well, which one would you rather do?
0: <laughs> That's... <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the Gladiator games. Baseball Gladiator. seasons. I love baseball. Um, baseball season's too long.
1: Yeah. I'll take the. Gladiator. Except for this. Except for this past year.
0: No, yeah, this past year was perfect.
1: Yeah, COVID year from July to October, it was like
0: yeah. Perfect. Other than the results of the the team that I, I'm a fan of. Oh. It was so, not the conversation we're having. Yeah. And uh, you yeah, take the. I'll take the 150 days of Gladiator.
1: Um. You know, I'm supposed to sell this and say that baseball is better. If you can give me the asterisk of what we just said, that in, in a shortened span. But I can't do that because the, the statement is 182, 162 games of baseball. All right. So, here's the thing. America's pastime is baseball. It is not murder. That no. is what Gladiator Games is. It's no. murder. No. Murder and Tigers. Rome's pastime. It's murder and Tigers. So, America despite what happened last week uh, uh, in the beginning of January right. in our country, uh, is not about murder. and It is not about riots. And it's not about this. It is about swinging a ball, swinging a bat at a ball uh, like, like Babe Ruth back in the day, a civilized game, you know, sure. except, for, except, for the, except for the illegal betting like Sheila's Joe Jackson. A lot of that. Yeah. You know what? I take that back. Yeah, glad you're yeah. games. <laughs> I keep, <laughs> I keep talking stuff the, out of it. The
0: gambling and the steroids and the scandals.
1: Buy or sell number five. Maximus is the Conor McGregor of Rome. (laughs) Just the fact that he's sitting there antagonizing them, playing them up. Are you not entertained?
0: That particular moment is Conor McGregor esque. Otherwise,
1: throwing stuff into the crowd.
0: Other than again, other than that one scene, Mm -hmm. I would I would be selling that idea as Maximus as much uh, from my perception. I'm not Mister. UFC follower, however, you know I watch enough sports and you know see ESPN on yeah. Instagram. Um, I would I would say Maximus is a more uh, upstanding gentleman than Mr. McGregor has, has shown himself to be.
1: Um, my kid stuffed animal in the corner of this room is a more seen-up person than Conor McGregor. There you go. Although I do I do hope I do hope that Jake Paul. Fights Conor McGregor, even though Conor McGregor, is, I think Jake Paul's like six two, and Conor McGregor's like five seven. Yeah, I still would pay to see that fight, and I actually, I think I would root for, I would root for Conor McGregor. I really think yeah. I would.
0: Now, an entertainment value. Yeah, I mean, both just top top of the list.
1: But you know, Conor's always been like the bad boy, right? Yeah. Like, like Marcus realized Well, Maximus was not a bad boy per se. He was no. just he was a bad man in a ring, defeating the shit out of people. Sure. Right? Like a Stone Cold Steve Falls. And he's like, he's not exactly a good guy, but he's certainly beating the shit out of people we don't like. And I'm Absolutely. okay with that. Yeah. So.
0: But they both have just a ton of charisma. Yes. Ton so of charisma. Equal. Equality. Equality. equality mm-hmm. On that.
1: Tough guy. Look, just get in my face and you get beat kind of personality. Absolutely. Buy or number six. Maximus in gear is the inspiration for motherfucker doom, not doctor doom. Pay respect motherfucker doom. Who who passed away recently?
0: good any clarification on this one? So
1: MF, motherfucker doom, he passed away uh recently. He's a rapper and um his mask was like a was a was a was Oh, a, that's it. Yeah. Was a was like <laughs> a gladiator doctor doom mask. And anytime, like at the beginning, where Roscora had that mask on at the beginning before he revealed himself to be oh. Maximus, I was like, "That is not a gladiator. That is not a Spartan mask. That is that is doom." What's up? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, those are remarkably similar.
1: Yeah, I like it. So, so you're gonna go? You're gonna buy that one? I'm pro- yeah. All right.
0: When-, when did he? When when did that mask originate for that guy? Okay.
1: Uh, he's had his, his whole career. So a good long while. So okay. I'll give you that. So, yeah. so gladiators you stole that. You bought you buy this. So I'm a, I'm a sell because I'm a, I'm a big Marvel fan and I like Doctor Doom and I wish Doctor Doom would come to life in the MCU at some point, which is supposed to be now that Disney has acquired all the rights to pretty much every Marvel canon character out there, because uh, Doom straight up like ruins people. There's a there's a comic. Where they ended the multiverse in comics, uh, in the Marvel Universe, and he straight palms Cyclops's face and just like smothers him with one hand. Whoa. Like, Doom is like disgustingly strong at his best, and uh, yeah, we'll give it that up there. All right, next one Biosale sale number seven, a champion who, if you remember, is the champion that Maximus fights with the Tigers. Yep. A champion is no champion with titties. Dude had titties. I couldn't stop looking at his outfit. and am like, come on.
0: He was, yeah. He was an he was an older guy, and so I mean, still fought, still fought really well. Oh, he but.
1: fought. He fought valiantly. I'll give him that. But he had titties. He didn't. So how
0: I'm was buying, your how I'm was your that.
1: how was your titty quality on DVD by the way? <laughs>
0: Not as high as you know could be as a but, slobber. Okay, but enough to notice. Enough to notice. All right, fair enough. And I'll throw this. I'll th- throw this piece of trivia in here. As Go I was, on. You know, researching um, for this. The original script. Now, this is also a script that went through many iterations, and that's another topic. But yep. Um, one of the versions of this had um. Uh, what's his name? Proximo. So his owner, trainer, mentor, selling him out once this whole plot to overthrow and get his freedom, and actually fighting Proximo as a former champion in the arena. Yep. So that would probably up the titty factor. Uh, there, they had to fight the two of them because that guy was not in in tip top shape either. No. So former champion gets gets maybe a pass.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So you're saying because. He he earned yeah. having them titties out there. He did. All right.
0: He did. So it's a sell.
1: Look, I I want to buy in the case that he's not a champion. Look, you 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 can't go out there looking like that. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like James Harden in the first couple games for the Rockets. My man Hefty. <laughs> All right. You can't you can't be carrying that extra weight out there and expect the people to be respecting you. Right. It's kind of like. And 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 folks who listen to the show before you know you know I love but I, I like to poke fun on my man Charles Barkley out there but it's like Charles Barkley says about Zion you know you know Zion out there doing his thing and he's just you know he's a little he's a little big for his for his age and you know he just a lose couple of pounds get back to fundamentals take care of them knees and you know make sure that when he's dunking out there he ain't being no knucklehead he needs to lay off the uh, the wings there and go eat a salad damn it so yeah you know what I'm saying like like that's what the champion needs to do too he needs to lay off. Whatever uh, He's eating people, apparently. Or maybe he's eating other tigers. Maybe. I don't know. But he needs to watch it because people won't respect somebody. You're
0: buying Charles Barkley as a gladiator commentator.
1: Look, man, that dude got bigger titties than me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, all right. buyer cell sell, number eight. Royalty had it good back in the day when they're just being carried around in beds.
0: Oh, so good. Yeah, right? Seemed like it.
1: Yeah. She was, I mean, she was living that up. Just... Laid out, small. Just uh, yep. Stop. Stop. Yeah.
0: Sure, they had their own problems.
1: Could you imagine being like an authoritative figure today's day and age, and just trying to see if you can get away with that? And like your faculty meeting, be like, guys, I'm just saying. Like, why do we get away from that? (laughs) You know, environmental (laughs) reasons, right? Like less footprint, guys. I mean, more footprint from walking, yes, but like. Less carbon footprint. Come right. on. I'm a downtown person. If I want to just get carried downtown, why not, guys? So why not? All right. Final buyer sell doing the show here for Nate Emery. Commodus should have wounded Maximus more severely if he wanted to win.
0: Apparently, <laughs> I mean, apparently you should have. Yeah. Uh, as the income would um, outcome rather would would indicate, but yeah, I'm going to buy on that. Like uh, something, I don't know. Hmm. Hey, the thing is, it couldn't have been too obvious. I mean, Max right. was just absolutely hunched over the whole time limping. You know, they just like, you yeah, know, well, it's just a hack off a limb. Yeah. Would have been more noticeable foul play. It would have been sniffed out. Um, so, I mean, I think he had the right, for what he was trying to accomplish, I think he had the right idea.
1: Would it though? So this is why I say I don't think he, he needed to because like, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously he lost at the end, so yeah, he should have in that sense, but you, like, like you're kind of going to there on the other side, if he did, it looks too obvious. If he didn't, like he didn't, then it looks like, okay, this dude's been put through a ton of battles day to day to day to day to day. To day. And he's just clearly tired as shit. Like, we can give him that, right? Fatigue's kind of like basketball. You don't play basketball every day. You got to sit out once in a while. You got to take that breather and rest those knees upright.
0: Oh, like a a college football team has only played six games that plays a team that's played 12. And And then gets
1: beaten on national TV in front of the entire country? I'm not talking about anything specific. No, not at all. (laughs) Nothing to do with any Buckeyes at all. Oh, what? I mean, I meant the candy, the Buckeye candy. That's not this. Nope.
0: It's not the not the right podcast.
1: No, but yeah, I mean, they were clearly just—you know—he could have been like, "Just, I'm, I'm tired," you know. Yep. Hey, my last fight, I fought off a dude with titties and tigers. <laughs> now head. I gotta fight this dude in a white outfit. A yeah, great, I'm tired, guys. That's a great scene selection.
0: Yeah. I'll go to that scene sixteen. Yeah, it's, it's, titties. Titties and tigers.
1: Titty yeah. fight. Yes. Titty fight. That's what we're gonna call it.
0: So anyway, I think I think he, I think the idea was the right idea. I think he. Max, he underestimated Maximus, which he did the whole time.
1: What are your closing thoughts on Gladiator? You say this is your top ten of all time.
0: It's a top ten, not it top is,
1: ten sports movie or actually, a no. top ten it's movie. Top
0: ten, all right? So, I mean, this one, just not that this makes or breaks it, but it won five Oscars.
1: Well, best, let's let's check as you yeah. continue talking. I got it. Yeah, five, five Oscars. Oscars. Yep.
0: Best Picture, Actor, Sound, Visual Effects, Costumes. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, it was around, and it beat it beat some other great movies, too. Um, now, part of this is um, nostalgia. I think it holds up. I think, I mean, again, I watched it last week. It holds up. And I saw this on the brink of Nate Emery, 14-year-old, is allowed to watch R-rated movies. Yep. So I was like, this is the most badass thing I've ever seen yep. in my life. Again, coupling that with going to see The Patriot, that was the first movie I ever saw in the theater that was an R-rated movie, and I was just, you know, hyped. About that, um, so I think it holds up in in that way, and it's just I mean, you love a, you love a sweeping story, I mean it's got the the historical backdrop of you know and it, it is actually a kind of a ahead of its time in that way, like it set the precedent for a Game of Thrones to be popular or for other movies like Alexander or Troy, um, for TV series like Rome or Spartacus. That kind of thing. Um, and then Ridley Scott tried to do it again. He did Kingdom of Heaven, yep. which kind of bombed. Um, Robin Hood, which is my most overrated movie of all time. Or the mo- the movie I was That's the most, the most overrated the movie most, of all mo- time? That, the, mo- the movie wow. I was the most hyped about, being a guy who okay. grew up on Errol Flynn's Robin Hood, 1930s Robin Hood. And was like, okay, Errol Flynn, Robin Hood I love. So this is Ridley Scott re- re-teaming with Russell Crowe to bring my favorite childhood character back to life again. And it was just like, and then he did Exodus gods and Kings, which we're not even going to discuss on here. Actually never took the time to watch it. But anyway, so that's his precedent for this historical Epic. And then it's just this tale of like a really upstanding guy who really gets done wrong. And this rise back to redemption. And and everybody loves that. Yeah. Everybody loves that. And it's, it's kind of a, I mean, Walking phoenix was in movies before this but this was like the oh my gosh Walking phoenix is awesome thing. he was nominated for an oscar didn't win um and a more conversation on that could be had but but anyway it's just so good i mean the story is just so good and the action is so good and for 2000 again there's special effects in there there's cg in there what they did with the coliseum shots um which i mean m- maybe we do this next time you go back and watch something like her from the 60s yeah and say oh my gosh how did they do this well gladiator holds up in in the same way so again for me it's a it's a top 10 it's a top 10 and yeah. so many quotes oh
1: yeah this is so a really good quotes. one to know.
0: um what we do in life echoes an eternity um him yelling are you not entertained um the am I not merciful thing was speaking of improv that was improv. Like, I think the that line may not have been improv, but the part where he yells it and she acts so surprised, that's because that was not scripted. He was just going. Because Joaquin's a genius.
1: I mean, um, a strong main cast, too, right? I mean, not only did you have Russell Crowe in his prime, yeah. but you got, like, you know, an up-and-coming Joaquin Phoenix, Connie Nils- Nielsen, you know, Richard Harris, who had, like, a body of work before all this began, yes. uh, including Oliver Reed and top and, and, uh, Todd, you had, a, you had a young Digimon Hosen. Yeah. Right. So I'm So it's like, wow. Like, okay, you guys, casting director gets ten points there automatically. Yeah. So,
0: and that's that's one of the cool kind of meta things about it is it's Richard Harris and Oliver Reed who have, like you said, a, a large body of work before this. All of their dialogue in the movie is talking to Maximus about kind of carrying the torch right. forward and sort of this meta thing about um, from an acting perspective. You got. Joaquin Phoenix and Russell Crowe, who go on to be two of the biggest stars in the next 20 years, and saying, here's the thing, and Oliver Reed, again, famously dies during production. They have to film so that scene where he's killed at the end is not him. They took a scene that they had cut from earlier in the movie, where oh, he wow. says shadows and dust, Take yeah. pluck that from a, a scene they weren't even going to include, and then have a stand-in for the part where his back is towards the camera, yeah. and he's... He's killed. That's they had to improvise all of that.
1: Stuff. Well, just the moments you were like the special effects, like the, the petals are flowing around him and going back and forth, seeing him in the afterworld. Yeah. And then just that line from Proxima, of, like, Who will carry him? Yeah. Who will carry this man? So,
0: yeah. And before, yeah, before, before I forget to say it, one mm-hmm. of my favorite things about the end of that movie is yeah. that they do that and leave Commodus's corpse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that everyone
0: parades <laughs> off with the gladiator guy that, you know.
1: don't even bother with him, nothing. yeah.
0: No, they just leave him yeah. there. Um, another thing I'll say is for my money, and this is, I mean, highly debatable because the man's a genius, but Hans Zimmer who did the score oh, yeah. is my favorite soundtrack by him.
1: Yeah. Okay, I can, in, I can see that. I can you that.
0: incredible. All right. And you'll see, I mean, this was 2000, so a lot of the stuff that he became – he did work before this, probably five, six years before this. He helped with the Lion King, he did the rock. Yep. Um
1: Batman uh, movies, obviously. Dark Knight with Yeah, yep. so
0: a lot of the things he's most famous for are gonna come after this. So yep. Pirates of the Caribbean is like, Oh yeah, a lot of summer, sure. Um but a lot of it you can pick up um riffs on it from this soundtrack. This is his crowning achievement. And he still didn't win the Oscar for that.
1: Yeah, he was nominated but not didn't win. Yeah. So, strong statement there. Gladiator 2000, Russell Crowe. Check it out, whether it be on youtube tv on a video on demand whether it be streaming apple tv or whether you can do it like nate and find a dvd copy i'm sure at a used bookstore for three dollars guarantee it's somewhere out there watch it in any capacity any format you can this has been fall start with andrew Van. this has been nate emery today he's going to be back on some episodes coming down in the future as well we're going to be celebrating our 100th episode coming up in march can't wait for that in the time being we're going to do a few more episodes i'm going to take a break uh after 2021 myself there's a couple things i need to take care of in my life and we'll be back. Back to you soon to bring you those future episodes. So look out for past episodes as well with False Start with Andrew Van. Much love to all the listeners out there. We've hit over 4,000 downloads in the last six months combined. So can't do that without you guys listening out there. Give us a subscribe and like, whatever you listen to right now, whether it be Apple TV, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, even on Alexa. You can ask your Echo to play your your favorite podcast, including mine, and give us a five-star review so we can keep doing these episodes for you. Again, check out Nate Emery on The Horror Group in Greenville, South Carolina. He's one of the best buyer's agents you can find out there. Helping over 50 families last year find their perfect dream home. Check him out. Nate Emery with The Horror Group in Greenville, South Carolina. Again, check out Tadaro's Pizza in North Market Street in Greenville, South Carolina. This has been Gladiator. Are you not entertained? We'll be right back. back.